You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to the Periodic Table of Awesome. Time after time, we come here for you every week. (laughs) Yes. There's going to be so many times. We are going to have many timely puns this week for our time travel show with Quinny. Yes. Hi. <laughs> no. I'm here. Am I? I don't know. Yeah, that's good. And Beck. <laughs> yeah, Beck. I don't. That way. Cool. <laughs> Nobody and knows. Dion. I'm just here. I'm in the middle. I'm and oh. Peter. Down. Hello. Down. She's underneath yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know where I am, but I am here. And yes. Billy Jean, who's not my girl, our Jilly Bean, Jill. <laughs> Welcome oh, back to the, the podcast. Best intro I've ever had. <laughs> We're full Brady Bunch tonight. All of us are here. It's like oh, celebrity no. squares. It's like six people in here. And the chat. Hello to the chat. Hello, yeah, everyone. Hello, guys. chat. Hello. Yay. We love you. Uh, hello, Rob. Hello, Predakanga. And all of the others at Druidic. Uh, there are just so many people. popping up. Yes, yes. absolutely. Everybody. And what's more, you made it in time. <laughs> yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. Okay, this is going to be so... <laughs> So, so many puns today, but what are we doing? Well, you, we didn't know. We asked you. We yes. did. What are we doing? Yeah. Thank you to everybody who contributed to our poll this week to make a suggestion of what you would like us to talk about. We are here to celebrate fandom, so it's really fantastic when people interact with us and tell us what you want to discuss. And time travel was the winner of the week. So you have the full complement of Team TPTOA with you. Um, we've divided this up as a portmanteau kind of anthology program where we're each going to talk about a different <laughs> subgenre of time travel movies because there are yeah. so many good ones that we all wanted to discuss. So from here on in, it's over to Queenie, who's yes. going to anchor the rest of the show. Absolutely. That's because I weigh a great deal and I'm very good at being thrown off boats. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How so, many times has that happened? <laughs> yeah, at least once. Um <laughs> So we, we kind of decided that there were there are a lot of different aspects of time travel. And when you start looking at time travel, you, you realise that there are lots of different stories and different ways that time travel can be used in those stories. So we tried to split it up into a, a bunch of genres. And then we kind of went, oh, but there's also some cool ones that we like. So our, our, our genres for tonight are comedy-based time travel, fantasy-based time travel, time travel that happens in loops, romantic time travel and then hard sci-fi time travel and then because we're massive nerds uh we did superhero time travel because why wouldn't we (laughs) and split it up amongst the team haven't we absolutely so we we kind of sort of handballed each little bit off to people and said okay we want you to find something that you know you love about uh this particular genre and we want two particular referenced ones and then some honorable mentions but also what about them is interesting what about these elements is interesting and we've had a lot of people on the facebook talk about uh, the things that they love people like missy who loves loops <laughs> yeah. and also um, we, we had to have some rules because yes. we've got to have rules okay. uh, or it will just be seven hours of us talking about everything related to time travel and then we just yeah. and then we start with doctor who yeah um, so we definitely <laughs> shouldn't have any contact with our past selves to begin no. with yeah. no we <laughs> i don't have any, I don't have any contact with myself now <laughs> no <Aww. laughs> 
I, I like that we've we've even now managed to completely lose contact with Beck, who's gone back in time. Great, we're calling oh, her back in time. How was the past? Sorry, it was a, um, yeah, very interesting. There was a a, a neighbour at my door. Oh, good. oh right, excellent. It wasn't a catastrophe. Oh. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, fair enough. So what are the rules? What are the rules? Or maybe I should read the rules. You can read the rules. They're on the screen. You put them there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So we're going to be talking specifically about movies in Mm -hmm. this. Uh, It's not really TV, although some people may break that rule, but like we're really trying to... We may mention it. Yes, on on TV. Uh, Another one is you must travel, like someone must travel in time. Like, you know, instead of Groundhog Day, where you just do the same thing over and over and over again, which is a loop, which is technically the same thing. Okay, look, I have an entire section on loops. <laughs> yeah. so so that, that's why you've got the loops. loops. <laughs> I think that the not, someone has to travel in time was singularly devised yeah. to stop me from talking about one of my favourite movies, Mannequin, with Andrew McCarthy <gasps> and Kim Cattrall, where oh, she wow. is from the past, but she does not actually travel through time. Yeah. Otherwise, oh we could God. have had a whole section about that trashy thing. <laughs> that so, is awesome. My favourite movie ever. It also covers things like Ant-Man uh, where and, yeah. they go to a different dimension oh, and then they pop out at a different time but they're not actually travelling through time. Not yeah. technically. So, yeah, we are going to start, however, with comedy because, mm. well, you know, that's what order the clips went in. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Also, so, the, other, the last one is uh, two each and honourable mentions only or we are going to be here till next Thursday and then it will yeah. be a time travel uh, podcast. <laughs> live stream. Okay. So, Jill, you yeah. are our, our, our person talking about comedy time travel. I Take am. Okay. So, comedy time travel, I think the greatest reflection of that and probably the most classic of the genre is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! (laughs) (laughs) Party on this! (laughs) Um, I've watched this so many times. I love it. I mean, it's um, Bill and Ted, like Keanu Reeves, everybody knows this movie. They're like the most lovable Californian airheads you're ever going to meet who are flunking history and in order to pass, uh, their final grade and mm. stay together in their band, the Wild Stallions. With a Y. With a Y, Stallions. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Credit Kanga. Station. Uh, they must travel through time and meet um, the subjects of their their history um, <clears throat> now, curriculum and, and actually learn something. Quick question. I want to know, yeah. is this the first, uh, experience of the Californian stoner dude that everyone <laughs> saw on, t- no. on film? No. Because it was, was yes, exactly. But Encino <laughs> Man was after. And technically <laughs> also, Man, yeah. and technically also a time travel movie. Yes. <laughs> He's right on both counts. It's like, is it though? Damn it. Cause he doesn't go back. <laughs> yes, but he does travel in time. He's you just know, alive no for a while. Anyway, it mentioned that Bill or Ted do marijuana, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just but stupid. Strange <laughs> things. So did all of our parents. Our foot Come at on. the circle K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. yes. The line yes. is so good. Yeah. But um, Rufus, who comes from the future with uh, the trusty telephone booth. Um, Give Absolutely. them their mission to travel through time uh, with the aid of a phone book 
that mentions every date and person that you might want to look up in history. You can dial their number and just go back. And um, I think, like, my favourite part, the whole thing, is, like, how, um, like, coincidentally, they managed to learn things just, like, by osmosis. Like, they're there in, much in the, the same way as we all learnt our American history through watching Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. Or, I mean, or how I learnt all of the... Um, the people in the Lord of the Rings through you guys and never watching an actual film. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Jill. You're killing me. I'm finding so much about you. I mean, no, look, I, re- I remember when it came out, or actually when I first saw it on, on VHS and it appeared on the thing, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my, my mum may have gotten it for me and she thought it was going to be educational. <laughs> how much the philosophy of Socrates working out for you? Oh, no. it was, <laughs> look, it was purely educational because what it is, it, it not only was funny and explained some interesting people through time and how they would react, it showed that you don't need to, everyone learns differently. And Bill and Ted didn't learn well in a structured school environment, but they learned really well when they were their experiential. Yeah, just hands on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like Bill and Ted's special school. (laughs) But also, like, it's such a a heartwarming movie and it's really just like wholesome. Like, Bill and Ted have no like animosity or um, sort of like. No, what am I trying to say? Like, no. Aggression, mm-hmm. like no aggression towards anybody or anything. Like they're so pure. And so whenever like they're traveling through time, if they're met with hostility, they're just like, hey, dude, it's okay. <laughs> and it's like, it's all just, it's all just, you know. Yeah, they meet Napoleon and what do they do with him? They give him to the Piggly Wiggly and get him to eat as much no, ice cream as... No, it's the Ziggy, Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. <laughs> Ziggy Piggy. And it's, it's, it's kind of a lovely story. I really like the, the background to Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Bogus Journey, which is that there is a utopian society of the future that is founded on the on music, music created by these two... <laughs> No hope, drop out people. Yeah, they can't actually play music. No, they can't. <laughs> their actually... whole thing is they want to get Eddie Van Halen to front their band so they can make it. Yeah, and then they but it's okay up... when they when they finally do learn music in the sequel. It's all queen. It's all, it's all kiss anyway. So <laughs> yeah, you know, true. Kind uh, of, but shh, don't don't talk. I, about I agree. Anyone anyone <laughs> disliked Bill and Ted's? Uh... No, no, no. no. Good. Okay. Nope. It's perfectly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's an inoffensive movie, and it's it's sweet. It's a sweet I love George Carlin in it. I think uh, he is yeah. he's wonderful. That that kind of uh, very serious, but also you know mentorly kind of character. But yes, with with such wonderful uh, life affirming things as be excellent to each other, yeah. and party on, dudes. I do have to say that like Bill and Ted have such a grasp on like language, mm. and that's like the weird thing about that movie is like the way that they they speak and communicate is yeah it's phenomenal it's so different to like how we speak now which is you know trying to break down everything into its shortest form possible where these guys are like it's completely egregious dude and i'm like wow they know what that means (laughs) so impressive (laughs) but that's kind of the thing like they're they're non-traditionally intelligent but yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what, what is your Sorry. other comedy uh, hit, if you will? My second comedy pick is 
<laughs> hot tub time machine yeah. <laughs> which up until yesterday i hadn't actually seen um okay. but i was kind of curious about it because i mean it's got a lot of name actors like mostly john cusack who's like in nearly everything um but i was pleasantly surprised to discover Sebastian Stan made an appearance oh. <laughs> as a their jock antagonist kind of bully character. Yeah. And it's immediately yeah. now in your top five of uh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> comedy but, uh, try and travel movies. Okay, so Hot Tub Time Machine um, is based around three guys who were all friends um, in college and um, for one circumstance or another have like got dead-end lives. Um, John Cusack's character is going through a divorce um his friend um who was totally into music thinks that his wife's cheating on him and his career's not going anywhere and then their third friend tried to commit suicide um by <laughs> heavy drinking and um accidentally revving his engine in a closed garage accidentally so <laughs> right. yeah they're all they're all kind of in a in a bad spot um and they're joined by um John Cusack character's nephew. Right. Um, they all decide to go to the ski chalet that they went to in college. Like it was summer break. No, sorry, it would be winter break. <laughs> um, and Any? and relive like their glory days. Um, but it all goes awry when they drop um, this weird Russian illegal um, energy drink into the hot tub. <laughs> And they get teleported back to that year of college in 1986. I like to think that that energy drink is Brondo. <laughs> oh, it should have been. I think it was called Chernobyly. <laughs> Chernobyly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So it's it's quite a silly movie. Um, it's a very typical, like, frat kind of boy story. Um, but at the end, like, there's a really great resolution and... Um, it kind of turns out that they all learnt something from their story. They may not have done it in the most conventional method, but um, yeah, they they managed to change their lives through the power of time travel. And should we watch the sequel, Jill? I have not seen the sequel, so I'd be. I don't Correct know answer here that. is no. It's a piece of shit. Oh, okay. it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, surprised yeah, uh, movie executives find out hot tub time machine ridiculous concept movie that was thrown together and came out was successful. <laughs> Quick, let's just churn another one oh, with no. none of the nuance. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how a second. I don't know how like a sequel would work because um, <laughs> neither did the, they. The whole premise of this movie was <laughs> tightly wrapped up with a bow. Like yeah. they um, uh, spoilers, but you know, it's it's not a movie that you know you're gonna cry about. If you learn tub, time machine too. It's hotter but and tubbier. They they managed to to go back to their present. And um, one of the guys decides to stay behind, coincidentally the one that tried to commit suicide, because he's like, no, I'm going to, like, make a better life for myself. Like, my life sucks in the future. I'm going to fix it. So he stays behind um, and uses all of his knowledge of what happens in the future to uh, invest very wisely and end up a billionaire. So he has... Who wouldn't do that, honestly? Google. Not Google, but Lugal, <laughs> the owner of Lugal. <laughs> and um, through his wealth over the years, he built a, um, a music producing studio for his friend who was having the failed music career and um, 
managed to buy a really nice house for his other friend um, that was going through the divorce, who after their encounter in the past and met a different girl decided that, you know, they would get together. So he's got the perfect wife and the perfect house and yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So, so okay. Do we need to watch it? And uh, is you know, is it fun? It's fun. It's not super funny. I think the first time I really laughed out loud was when um, one of the guys was in a fight against Sebastian Sands' character. So he's like, I can't do this, guys. And then he's like, You can do it. You can be your own hero. And they're like, Enrique Iglesias. And then he's like, Oh, I fucking love that song, man. And I was like, That was just so bizarre. And that was where I laughed. But okay. I do have to um, give my good friend Michaela a shout out because when I told her that Sebastian Stan was in this movie, she's like, So hang on. Endgame, they mentioned Hot Tub Time Machine. So does that mean that there is, uh, that Bucky either has a side hustle as an actor or Sebastian Stan exists in their universe? <laughs> and therefore, was there a moment when Sebastian was just walking down the street and was punched in the face by a CIA agent and dropped an ice latte? We'll never know. <laughs> You will never know. It's <laughs> a very time travelly conundrum. <clears throat> yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Okay, so before we move on from comedy, yeah. uh, you do you have any uh, honourable mentions? And does anyone else in our group have honourable mentions for comedy that the comedy time machine that I they love? Do I have um, a comedy time travel movie? Yeah, um, you know that. Uh, my honourable mention would be Idiocracy. Um, which Sorry, that's my whilst, first. <laughs> whilst there is time travel, they don't necessarily go back and forth. It's just straight 500 years into the future. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I honestly believe that this movie should be studied in schools and put yes. in as part of the curriculum. Because, it is a documentary. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if it's not, you know, a terrifying observation of where our life is headed, I don't know what is. I mean, the time traveliest thing about that film, which Quinny is, of course, about to talk about, is how those fiction filmmakers travelled to the future to make a documentary of things which hadn't happened yet. Terrifying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Might judge. Yeah. Okay, so any others that you love as a group? Throw them in. Beck, Peter, any other comedy time travels that you love? There's a comedy time travel. No. No. No, I did mention before we started streaming that there is a a cameo in A Million Ways to Die in the West, which is definitely a comedy movie, but not a time travel movie, except you see Doc Brown in the background of one of the shots as a cameo. And it's I think shit. that means that um <laughs> ah, debatable. So, yes, that that would be my favourite cameo in a comedy that is nice. time travel related. Uh, I, I watched one, uh, speaking of cameos, I watched one recently that was uh, uh, I'll See You, uh, no, See You Yesterday, um, which is a time travel movie on Netflix. The which is only... a time loop movie that might be spoken about later. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it has a cameo of Michael J. Fox. Um, and I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. And then the rest of the movie's utter shit. So, oh. um, anyway. Hey, that's uh, Yes. 
okay, fine. Okay, so the next uh, concept that we're exploring, uh, sorry, did anyone else, any comedy? Any? No, no, keep going. No, Honestly, okay. it's, it's... Okay, I know. We're, we're running we, we, yes, out of time. Okay. Let's go so, quicker. Okay, so the next uh, genre is fantasy. Now, fantasy time travel is one of those things that doesn't get explored anywhere near as often because usually time travel is associated with science. Um, so most of the things that we do, you're stroking your beard down. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's the wizards rather involved. than magic. I get it. Yeah, it's basically it's it's just you know time travel happens through magical or mystical means as opposed to a machine, a time travel mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I kind of thought, oh, there's not that many. And then I actually looked it up and went, there's more than you'd think. And there's some that I was like, oh, I'm really excited about that. And then there was some like, oh, okay, well that's not as good as I remember. Um, so and actually a lot of them start bleeding into other genres as well, um, including romance there's a lot of the time where they go, okay, time travel doesn't matter how it happens. It's romantic that it's happened. And that's where you kind of run into the more mystical kind of things. But my choices for this one were, uh, first of all, time bandits. Love ah. time bandits. So it's, it's dark as hell. What's a quick recap of Time Bandits for those who don't know anything about Time Bandits? Uh, Terry Gilliam got given a lot of money and decided he was going to play with uh, a bunch of short-statured actors uh, and then go through a whole bunch of different set pieces at different points in time and then tie it together with weird horror shit that gave me nightmares for years. Cool. So it's a cute movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically uh, a group of, um, uh, I guess, well, short short people, little people, um, steal a map to the universe from God and then use that map to go on adventures through time. Um, meanwhile, being chased down by evil, um, the darkness, evilness. Um, and at the same time, God is chasing them down too. It's Terry Gilliam just doing his thing. And it's so weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, the monsters at the end that are these seven foot tall things with uh, skulls they're like horned uh like deer skulls or something like that yeah mm -hmm. nightmare fuel <laughs> like for years they just appeared in my dreams terror utter terror <laughs> um my other film and so i mean look i'm moving quickly because uh we've got a lot to get through my other film is warlock mm. No, no, no response. Nobody, no, no takers on Warlock. Never heard yeah, of it. well, I mean, Warlock. Okay, you, you're talking about the. Um, oh, what's the actor's name? I Julian Sands. Julian Sands. Sorry, who you may remember from uh, the great Wesley Snipes film Passenger Fifty Seven, uh, playing the evil <laughs> terrorist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just my actor who's done a lot of really weird stuff, yeah. Julian Sands, isn't he? Like, if he's in it, you know it's going to be a bit kinky and odd. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's kind of where that's at. Yeah. So, so Warlock <laughs> is the story of a, a guy who has come from uh, the past and he's chasing this evil warlock, Julian Sands. Um, now I, I've actually got to check the, the actor on, on who the, the lead actor is, but I'm pretty sure it's one of your favorite um, actors fell. Oh. Uh, now I'm just, just Richard E. Grant. Oh yes. As an, as an action star. <laughs> 
um, who's uh, no wonder this didn't fly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dear Richard, known as an action fantasy time travel mm. hero. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically a, a, a witch hunter, a medieval witch hunter who's hunting down a warlock who then goes to 1989 um, and starts doing witchy stuff. And it's awesome because it's like, yes, it's it's a bit like Highlander, but with a bit more magic What's and a lot more stupid. Like you? Not memorable. No. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping for a lot of weird so, electro pop. This is the thing. Someone was trying drink. to someone was trying to convince me earlier that Highlander was a time travel film, and I'm no. like, it's no, not because no. you, you just get flashbacks. You know, just because he's he... just old. Well, and this well, is the thing. Do a lot of people thought it was. When it first came out in America, because it was cut to shit, people, it was missing a lot of the connective tissue that made people go, oh, he's just an immortal, until you get to pretty much the end of the film. Um, so a lot of people thought he was existing in two time frames at once. Uh, hmm. But then when you see the, the European cut of it, you go, oh, well, he's clearly just immortal. Um, yeah. So, yes. Right. Anyway, Warlock <laughs> is great. It's cheesy 80s. You know, bad special effects and, and you know, it's so, so good. Great time travel movies to Quiddy is Time Bandits and Warlock, two things <laughs> you probably won't find unless you go back to the 80s and find it on the VHS count. Hey, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you want me to go more obscure? Because I can. Sure, why not? You've got honourable mentions. You can do okay. whatever you want, man. I have many honourable mentions, but uh, my, my big exciting honourable mention is a French film called mm. Les Visiteurs. Um, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, see, you've seen it. I have. I saw it in school. Wow. In film and because te- I took film and television oh, okay. in school and then didn't do anything with it. But um, <laughs> we we watched Le Visiteurs in school and I thought, what? Well, this is fucking amazing. And it was also all in French and half the class fell asleep. But I, <laughs> yeah, subtitles. Which, and I, can, and I, I don't can know how you can do that because <laughs> Le, Visiteur, Le Visiteurs is a fucking barreling, weird bullshit movie. Yes. Um, it like it has that French comedy thing about being so fast and it never lets up. And mm. you've got um, these these kind of characters who are just completely, you know, out of time in the wrong place. Mm. Um, but they're they're kind of they they're just doing stuff and they're desperately trying to keep up with their own pace. Um, and it's weird and funny and really really strange and it was really successful and it managed to get mm. a whole bunch of sequels so um jean Reno mm. is the the main kind of lead knight um who's traveled from uh 11 23 mm. um and you know there's a point where he's attacking a car with a sword yeah that's great he comes out of a bush and sees a car and just starts hitting it with a sword and everyone's like what the fuck is wrong with you uh, like... this is turning into the night before christmas and we don't need that that was a terrible terrible movie that no one should ever watch and now yes. getting into more than honorable mention territory yeah true and it was remade in american uh, uh in america sorry as just visiting um, mm. In 2001, it still has Jean Reno, uh, Christian Clavier. Um, they sort of do their original roles again, um, but it's also got Tara Reid and Bridget Wilson, and it's ew. awful. Ew. Tara <laughs> Reid, ew. Yeah. Ew. yeah. Ew. But if you can find it, La Visitors is, is just yeah. the bomb. Anything else, Quinny? What else do you want? Oh, uh, look, th- there is uh, Time After Time. Um, Ninja Turtles 3. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Nin- Ninja Turtles 3, of course, uh, um, which is the worst of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Oh, films. come on. It's all right. It's got a 
plot. Splinter's a fucking the sock beginning. puppet. Yeah. <laughs> like the budget it's has gone to hell. It's got a middle and it's got a beginning. I mean, yeah, does. Does. middle and end. Is that the one where they have the Venus de Milo? No, no they go back four. to um, like feudal it's Japan. T- yeah, Turtles in Time. Yeah, that's in the, the title. Yeah, which is okay. not actually ever mentioned as its title anywhere. No. 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 Oh. It's, no, just it's just known as, as that, yeah. Oh. Um, so Time After Time is, is great. It's from 1979 and they did a remake of it. That is where uh, Jules Verne um, takes a time machine to hunt down Jack the Ripper in, uh, 19, in 1989, I think it is. That's Ooh. awesome. There is a remake of it. It's a TV movie, apparently. Uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Um, very cool. Uh, you know, person goes back to high school reunion and then goes back to high school. And another one that I love is The Navigator, uh, which is uh, a very strange film um, where a, a young boy tries to escape the Black Plague and ends up in New Zealand in 1989, which is almost as bad. <laughs> Are you, you're not, not going right to talk now. about uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Okay, you, yes, I, was, I, I wasn't going to do the whole no. list, but, you know, it is about time. With time turning? Which that, ruins uh, everything that happens in the rest of the it. It is indeed. <laughs> okay, so our next uh, is loops, and that is oh, you, Peter. A terrible link to time loops because time turning could turn into a time loop situation. But you, I've, I've got, you, got your flowcharts and your your PowerPoint presentation ready. I have an Excel spreadsheet in front of me, so don't mock. Uh, <laughs> well, I've had to draw some more lines around this because, you know, time loops can be very, uh, it's, it's a very broad uh, category like all of these are. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the circle I put myself in is I'm looking at time loop films where the protagonist is aware of the looping time and where the looping time is the key driving element of the plot. Um, so that knocks out things like, for example, Donnie Darko, which technically is a time loop film, but yep. for most of the film, the protagonist has no idea that that is what it is. And it rules out stuff like Run, Lola, Run, which loops for the audience, but not necessarily for the character. That's more of a storytelling uh, device than a time loop. Well, that's so holy, that's isn't it? circle I drew around myself, so I'm sorry if I don't mention the time loops that you're very attached to um, <laughs> because within these time loops that I've decided, I, I had a look at a whole bunch of things and I've decided that time loop films um, are really, really interesting because it's one of the few things in all of these categories where there doesn't really have to be a pseudoscientific motivation for the time travel and the protagonist isn't necessarily in any control of the time travel although they can be. So that kind of breaks it down further. So, right. Wow, you've, you've done a lot more work on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I think we're looping in the chat too. Yeah. What's I'm going looping. on? <laughs> the producers get carried away and make actual notes and spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah. Pick the producers in the team. I'm looping movies in the last two days, guys. So. <laughs> Do you know where you are now, Peter? Do you, have it's you done this before? <laughs> into six subgenres. Depending on, <laughs> depending on. Oh what my god, Peter really does her homework, guys. <laughs> Peter, you've Let's got let her do it. ten minutes. Come on, oh, it's okay. <laughs> this is time. So, what are the characters going to do with the time loop? So, generally, it's either a save the girl movie, a get the girl movie, a save the world movie, 
a save yourself movie where you basically relive your own murder until you don't and a stop being a dick movie. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Thank cool. you for counting to make sure that I was getting my numbers wrong. Stop being a dick movie where the universe traps you into a time loop until you stop being a dick. So it's uh, Groundhog Day. Where <laughs> yeah. also get quintessential the time loop movie sits, right. uh, yeah. which is Groundhog Day. Um, I noticed in your notes it says compulsory viewing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Groundhog Day because Groundhog Day, you know, had become the gold standard for describing what a time loop movie is. You know, it's Groundhog and, and Day, but. Yeah, um, it's now become and, the byword for it. Yeah. And for anyone who hasn't seen Groundhog Day, uh, it is a comedy classic and I don't want to detract from that. But the plot can be broken down into dude who is being a bit of a dick gets trapped in a time loop where he has to relive every day and he uses said time loop to manipulate a woman into sleeping with him <laughs> and the end, essentially. So really it's a, it's a combination between stop being a dick and get the girl, right? Yeah. Um, okay, mm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler, there aren't a lot of get the girl time loop movies where there isn't a massive creep factor. Um, in it. No. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, does 50 first dates kind of count? Because Well, I thought about it, but no, time is not looping. Time, time yeah. is, uh, it, that's in, in her I'm mind. In memory. So. She's, not a, yeah. she's not aware that it's it looping. It does not, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work with your rules, but for it her. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. sit specifically in our time travel, but it's basically the same idea. Yeah. Just without. So creepy. Time. So yeah. creepy, but it, brilliant comedy. Um, that you will always be. And what's interesting is nobody has tried to do Groundhog Day uh, like Groundhog Day again. Mm. Um, but the really interesting thing about the time loop stuff, because it doesn't have to be sci-fi and from the nature of it, um, you tend to get a lot of things that are very contemplative, very character-driven and drill very deeply into the idea of determinism and existentialism uh, as these characters try to figure out what is happening to them, who they are, and the whys of it all. Um, so Groundhog Day does that kind of in a comedic sense, which is, which is fun. Um, and then you get some that are, are much more serious. So Quinny, you mentioned See You Yesterday, um, mm. which I, I watched yesterday uh, because it, it kind of <laughs> popped up in this long list of, of movies. Mm. Um, and that's a really interesting one because it's, um, it takes a time loop uh, concept. Um, mm. In this case, it's not a universe randomly looping time. It is a very bright um, teenager who has invented a time machine. Um, and it does have an excellent cameo at the beginning of it, which kind yes. of makes the movie worth it. But the interesting thing about this is, is that it takes the time loop genre and uses it to tell a very, very heavy, very socially relevant story that yeah. you would not expect to be told in a light sci-fi genre. Um, so... I, I'm, I will actually say that, yes, it does, but I also thought that the visuals of it and the way that it told it actually undermined it to the point where I don't think it's a social aspect actually had enough oomph for me. But it, it, so it was a directorial debut, um, right. which will be why. 
Um, basically, this is a Spike Lee-produced film um, uh, that was directed by one of his NYU students, and it was his writing and, and directing debut. Um, but uh, so I didn't get to the plot. Basically, this bright young teenager basically uses her ability to wind back time to try to save her brother from being murdered by the police. So Groundhog Day meets Black Lives Matter, um, yeah. but much more serious. And it just kind of goes to show how divergent this genre can be and the kind of different things that you can do with it. So while it is a bit of a sh shaky film because it is a directorial debut, it is actually kind of worth a look um, mm. to, to see um, uh, this kind of genre doing something a little bit different. Um, and another one that I watched, again, the genre doing a little bit different, was an Australian film called The Infinite Man, um, which I hadn't seen before. Four, and I had kind of, I think I'd watched the beginning of it and it really didn't grab me because it's a very, very high concept film. Um, it is in the get the girl category <laughs> of the time loop films, uh, whereby a, a man basically discovers how to turn back time so that he can try to manipulate and recreate uh, the perfect weekend with his girlfriend and unsurprisingly uh, goes awry. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, a wooden film when it comes to script and performance, but in terms of the concept uh, and the storytelling and how the time loops all fold into each other, it's actually really worth watching. Um, okay. Because again, this is, this is one where the protagonist has control over the time loop, but how much control can you really have over time mm -hmm. when, you're creating, when you're creating loops? It's a really clever film. Um, and if you're interested in the genre, I would kind of recommend giving that one a little bit of a watch. Okay. Um, okay. Where would we find that? Uh, where did I find that? <laughs> Somewhere. That's a great question. I think I've had it on SBS On Demand, actually. Um, okay, cool. I will figure that out and put it in the chat a little bit later. Um, so, you know, other, other quick ones, you know, the save yourself for living your own death, that would be happy death day, it would be before I fall. For some reason, that tends to be mainly women having to relive their own death and murder on a time loop until they figure oh. out how to be unmurdered. Wow, um, fun. I'll tell you <laughs> how to get unmurdered. Weirdly, in the save the world genre, we have edge of tomorrow, which I really resisted watching, but then found what I watched of it quite entertaining, okay. uh, to be honest. Ex except that um, one also includes a little bit of the old stalkery. Uh, yeah. You know you love me, right? <laughs> yeah. Why? I know everything yeah. about you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't get not creepy, unfortunately. Mm. Um, <laughs> Just a, a reminder for men out there. It doesn't get <laughs> not creepy. It's <laughs> always creepy. Yes. And weirdly, the get the girl one really usually is a male protagonist, unfortunately, and it just... It, it gets its creep on a little bit. Um, and even some of the other ones like, you know, Source Code, for example, which I, I watched some time ago, is a time loop concept where Jake Gyllenhaal is supposed to be saving the world but ends up just wanting to save the girl. Um, mm. like All the rest of the universe can go and get <laughs> knotted. Although, Miss USA, what about Looper? It's in the title of the film. Does that <laughs> count in loop. the loops? Or is it...? Yeah. Uh, sorry? Does, is, is, is Looper a loop? I decided no. I decided no because it's not a continually looping thing. It's definitely a time travel film and it does have a time loop in it, but it just didn't fit in in mm, to the, loops. The, the lines that I'm kind of drawing for a time loop film. It's an element of the plot, but it's not the, the driving. More of a science fiction. Yeah. 
Yeah. So of obviously there's... Palm Springs mm. um, will be released in Australia at some point, and that <laughs> is a new time loop film to enjoy. Very much looking forward to it. We know whether that's get um, yeah, the girl or not be a dick or. Um, I, yeah. I can't tell from the trailer whether it's get the girl or just survive the time loop. Yeah. Um, right. You know, not everything kind of falls into those five categories because it's a, a very, um, it can be very non sci fi and non scientific. Quite a few of the ones that I watched um, uh, ended up being very internal in in their motivation so there was an interesting one called the fair um which is about um two people uh a taxi fair repeating over and over and over again that went to a fairly you know and a lot of these are low budget independent films as well because you can do this on a very low budget all mm -hmm. you need is two actors repeating the same thing again and again and again the, the man for example has three actors and one location um, so there's some really interesting storytelling in this genre for that reason. Um, and a whole heap to explore. And unfortunately I, I only had time to kind of, I think, you know, nip the surface. Are you, are you, are you saying you ran out of time? I ran out of time. <laughs> only I could have repeated the last oh, no. few days. No, no, Peter, your time is up. <laughs> um, one more breaking the rules because it is television but if you enjoy a time loop russian doll on netflix is an it's extraordinary so example of the genre that i won't go into because it's against the rules but you may want to check it out if this is something that you're into really it was a really like long it. movie you didn't like it back no hated russian doll Good i thought it was outstanding let's it. do an episode about it <laughs> i can see how it can be polarized it can hate on um, it yeah I can see how it can be polarizing. I can hate on it. Is really enjoyed it. <laughs> but we do up here at a table where a female protagonist gets horribly killed over and over and over again. So you know that can be upsetting. Yeah. <sighs> well, speaking of romance, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, who's, yeah, who got who got romance? You. Well, I don't know. I, I I feel like this is you just you know um, giving it to your lovely lady or whatever. But uh, you know. <laughs> You know what I meant. I'm unclear on that, but don't clarify. No. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this section on time travel romances, which is a, a popular and storied genre, which has been thoroughly taken advantage of and corrupted by studio executives and marketing departments trying to cater to their idea of the middle-aged woman uh, who will buy a ticket to a romance film, I think. Um, these Peter's right. They do cross over a lot with time, with the looping stories um whereby a dude usually goes back in time to repeat all of the mistakes they made in trying to seduce a woman and get them right then never usually just once though it takes them a lot of goes and you don't see <laughs> I know. It's like you don't that see, the first time <laughs> you don't see women making those kind of mistakes on the screen there's no woman going geez i wish i'd done that differently at that date although you know i can see potential in that as a romantic comedy but it just doesn't fall into one of the genre tropes so usually the time travel um just provides protagonists with the opportunity to have another go but this does cross into some absolutely creepy and terrifying territory and i'm happy to inform you that there is a film far creepier than groundhog day and stalkeria um, and we'll get to that momentarily i have a theory now that the more you spend on these the worse they are 
So I'm going to start, which one of these was the most expensive? I'm going to start with Kate and Leopold at 48 million bucks. 2001 American romantic comedy with Liv Schreiber as um, an amateur physicist (laughs) who goes back in time to find his great-great-grandfather, the Duke Leopold in New York City, um, and accidentally brings him back into 2001 New York City where he, Hugh Jackman... Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was the Hugh Jackman movie. Promptly, yep. within the space of a week, which is proof, if anything, of Einstein's general theory of relativity, because how you could fall in love with a character this irritating in less than a week is certainly a scientific miracle. Hugh Jackman? <laughs> yeah, no, Hugh Jackman falls in love with Meg Ryan's character, who is a market research um, strategist for an advertising company. Um, this film is extremely stupid, um, <laughs> the rules, the rule of how you time travel is you have to jump off a bridge at the right time. Um, <laughs> it's true. I found a wormhole. You just got to jump off a bridge at the right time. There was okay. a weird thing about water and time travel that I want to come back to. Yeah. Mm. There's so much shit about time travel that we've got to come back to. Yeah. Yes. The, with the rule, I mean, like, it's important to me in these kind of stories how the time travel occurs and is it believable. This is ridiculous. And one of the best things about this film, apart from Hugh Jackman, Hugh J putting in a turn in 2001, sort of being fabulous and in a truly ridiculous scene where he steals a New York Central Park carriage horse, complete in harness trace, and in a lickety split, he is riding it basically bareback, jumping it over a fence in Central Park. Like it is totally and utterly impossible, everything that happens in this film. For God's sake, get drunk first. Um, oh, it's absolutely wonderful. I get to see Wolverine and Sabretooth in a movie directed by the guy who directed Logan. The best thing about the whole yeah. thing, it, well, <laughs> apart from James Mangold directing it, is in the opening scene, there's a really funny little throwaway piece with um, a kind of carnival huckster delivering a speech to a crowd. And that character is played by the legendary and late Andrew Jack, who's a very famous dialect coach who recently passed away from COVID-19. So there's a beautiful cameo of a really fantastic artist right at the beginning of the film. And it's probably the loveliest thing about that film because the rest of it is nonsense. Talking about his erection. A mighty, mighty <laughs> erection. It's yes. a lengthy, a very lengthy erection joke. Yes, it's and a very, very long erection From that excellent use of 48 million bucks. The Lake House in 2006 was $40 million um, based on a Korean film called Il Mare. Directed by David, uh, actually, it was written by David Auburn, who wrote a much better play called Proof that you should read or see. Directed by Alejandro Agresti, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock. Where have we seen them before in a film involving time? Um, you would do much better probably to watch that because this film has them falling in love by. Is this an epistolary romance where they write letters to each other? It's really a whole other genre with a time travel conceit thrown in for a bit of pathos. There's a bit of tragedy and supernatural paranormal romance they fall in love by leaving letters for each other in the mailbox of a house where they have both lived but they're living two years apart and somehow their letters are meeting in the middle Um, seems like a really lame time travel thing it's like you know it's two years but time travel rule of how you yeah time travel rule of how you time travel in this film is there aren't any rules Uh, (laughs) premise is paradoxical it makes no sense no paradoxes. Um, I thought we said no paradoxes. You, you can't said no paradoxes. paradoxes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, 
Coming in at 39 million bucks, The Time Traveller's Wife. This is the creepiest time travel book <laughs> in existence. It's based on um, a, a book called, by the same title, by Audrey Niffenegger, a book from 2003, so six years earlier. There was a huge bidding war over who was going to get to make this film because the book was such a huge bestseller. I've never read the book. I wonder whether it is as weird and nasty as the film you know when you translate something from the like lolita for example things which appear on the page one way when um because they're from a single character's first person point of view when extracted and put onto a screen um and given a third party independent lens come out really differently and I wonder some, maybe whether this has happened with this book because let's I not pretend though that Nabokov was ever not creepy no that character is well, I mean, you know, it's a legendary creeper story, but the matter of the first person perspective of the translation of that from page to screen is really significant, but that's probably for another episode. However, this story, we have teleporting fetuses <laughs> that travel through time. What? Well, well it <laughs> sounds like um, that latest Kojima game. Death Stranding. Never oh, had God. teleporting fetuses. It's, maybe, that's, <laughs> maybe that's how they got into Death Stranding, possibly. So the, the rules of this time travel is basically it's what? genetic. The guy's unable to control his in a, you know, unwilling involuntary jumps through time. And when he shows up where he is in his destination, he's completely naked. And uh, in the like course Terminator, of, I guess. Yeah, or that um, <laughs> Yoan Griffiths TV series where he jumps out of being an antique dealer and turns up naked in the river. I didn't mind that. But anyway, <laughs> so in The Time Traveller's Wife, he travels involuntarily. He shows up naked. He falls in love with... Oh, by the way, this is Eric Bana, who I've never been able to take seriously since Peter... Peter. He's not a romance or action hero. He's a nebbish. Um but so Poida is falling in love with Rachel McAdams and showing up naked at different places in time. And he decides that in order to make sure that they get to be together and stay together, what he has to do is show up in her childhood and groom her into <gasps> his future wife. No. Correct. <laughs> it's super creepastic. Oh, my oh. God. Anyway, oh, Groundhog Day is great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. like it. It wasn't good. In oh, About I'm Time, $12 million, 2013 British movie, directed by the great Richard Curtis. Probably one of his last films he sort of knocked off a bit after that. Um, Domhnall Gleeson doing his best ginger, Hugh Grant, um, <laughs> with Rachel McAdams and Bill Nye, who I would watch use the ATM. He's great. Yeah. Um, also involuntary <laughs> family time. Oh, no, it isn't involuntary. It's genetic time travel. So like the last one, you're just born with it. So you know, deep explanation. Sure. But in, the way that you time travel in this film is clench your fists and visualise really hard while standing in a cupboard. Oh, I do it. Um, yeah. We all do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing 2021 meditation. Exactly. I time travel to five minutes in the future in a slightly less awkward feeling. But um, he's time travelling in his closet to do a time loop to go back and unfuck up his date with Rachel McAdams until he gets it right. This results in a comedy of errors. It, this is actually quite a sweet film. It's banal, but it's it's quite lovely. If you're going to yeah. watch one of these, I would watch that a lot, one. A lot less of the child grooming. It is the least creepy, I feel, of the time travel romance films. 
Yeah, yes, okay. yes, it's it's sweet, and um, it has a really nice father-son narrative, which is less about seducing chicks and to do with the nature of finding contentment and happiness. It has good messages, not nauseating ones. So to bring this gradually to close, Midnight in Paris, 17 million bucks, $10 million on marketing, won a Best Original Screenplay, Let's Not Talk About Woody Allen, um, yeah. came out in 2011. Okay. Owen Wilson is great in it. I loved wow. film sick <laughs> wow. because this is a film for dorks like me that want to go out one night in Paris, get into a stranger's car at midnight and rock up in the 1920s with the literati of the lost generation and party with Hemingway and Gertrude Stein. And You know what, Phil? You're the only person girl. that I can imagine that would actually happen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will keep trying until it does. I really, really will. I mean, I I walked down the streets of Montmartre at 3 a.m. and I was ready to die. Like, I'm not getting in anybody's car. <laughs> best streets, my streets. Uh, I watched this with two of my best friends. One of them is a producer and the other one is a poet and playwright. The poet and playwright and I absolutely love this crazy and the producer is like, this is the most stupid sentimental thing I have seen in my whole life. I hated it and we all had a big fight. Um, <laughs> last thing the less, the less you spend for 750 grand, Safety Not Guaranteed was made by Colin Trevorrow in 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy from Jurassic Park. It was yeah. based yeah, Jurassic on World. a joke ad uh, that ran in the Backwoods Home magazine uh, looking for someone to go time travelling with, uh, with the disclaimer Safety Not Guaranteed. <laughs> if you watch any of these films, this is a fantastic story. Watch this one. It's really charming and well made. Um, we aren't going to talk about TV, so we won't talk about Outlander, another time travel romance and the rapiest show. Which is also a fantasy. Yes, a fantasy, and it's the rapiest show on television. Don't ask but, me why it appeals to or is it the probably the least problematic when it comes to the romance side of things, I think. I think it's interesting what some of these films suggest about contemporary women wanting to have old-fashioned gentlemen. Um, that there is, if we could only transport men who didn't play video games until they were 50 um, from the past. Speaking about a genre, nothing personal, gentlemen. <laughs> if we could have this kind of adult male people who exercise good manners, but also um, unlike other people in Outlander, aren't horrible uh, misogynist rapists, uh, like the past seems to to be that that would be a good thing if we could just have you know Ruritanian Ruritanian Jean-Chiams like Hugh James every human and just put them together into Sebastian Stan he's already alive <laughs> what are you talking about which yes which one of your fantasy husbands are we talking about <laughs> so, Quinny how's that level going on your uh, I don't know what sorry oh. your game system of, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just anyway so, um, we're playing we're... until you're 50 yeah. we are, I'm going to wrap uh, up with a couple of book nominations if you like this kind of thing you should read Time and Time Again by Ben yes Elton. it's great you should you, read you recommended Time and me. Again Time and Again, different title by Jack Finney. It's one of the greatest time travel novels and it's very romantic in this, the way that the time travel occurs. It's set in New York City. And The Rule of Knowledge, Australian book by Australian author Scott Baker. I think this is one of the better time travel books I've ever read, which is a big call from me up there with Ben Elton and Jack Finney. Um, give that one a bash. Who's up next? Okay, well, oh, thank you. Uh, Stay on. For the two uh, and honourable mentions. So that was... <laughs> 
but actually well researched and, and yes. uh, interesting things in there. And Kate and Leopold is a great, you know, uh, comedy slash romance time travel stupidity. I like it's, it. It's trash. And if you want to time travel back to the early 2000s to see how shit our clothes were, watch that film. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is quite amazing. I am really like, I had too many to choose from because well, I sci-fi. drew, yeah, I drew this, this drawer of science fiction. Um, you have the so- classics. I know, and I didn't even choose the classic for <laughs> my choice on that because I'm not going to talk about Back to the Future. Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking the time machine, but sure. No, yeah, no, okay. the, that's, that's, okay. the, no, that's that's on my thing, but I wanted to, to go to the hard, like, okay, I can't really say hard sci-fi. Like, I, Back to the Future is a great uh, series of films, and if you like time travel, you should do it. It's very interesting how it, it is like The Simpsons. It just showed Donald Trump as president um, <laughs> in the dark timeline, which we are in right we now. In the so we just timeline. need Marty to come and get us out of here, please, and take Eddie. the almanac back. Um, but yes, the, the look back to the future is fine. But uh, I want to talk about uh, great science fiction time travel ones and Terminator. How can you not... and i'm talking about the terminator which is great and then terminator 2 judgment day and then i'm not really going to talk about the rest of them and then none of the rest i I don't know because on on the facebook one of our our uh listeners was very very enthusiastic about genesis and i was like well genesis made a good good effort at trying to tie tidy up the the barrage of just like and you got to talk about terminator as a whole i think you can't just kind of separate it out it's been too long enough but terminator is has been that great time travel movie in the future uh, a massive ai has worked out how to you know travel in time keep sending things back to change the course of its future to guarantee that its future happens it's great um yeah it's just unfortunately every successive film since the first idea apart from terminator 2 has just gotten worse and worse while they try to rectify how the fuck is time working in the future and how those actions are happening but yeah. i mean everyone's seen terminator haven't you yeah absolutely do you have a, a favorite like what's your favorite terminator uh, two no t1 t1 i don't Who's care because the first one i saw <laughs> so which one peter was the first one you saw i, I saw t2 first didn't see terminator oh. one till years later and was very confused when the terminator was a bad guy <laughs> we saw terminator one like why why no he's supposed to be saving everyone um look you know the terminator is the kind of quintessential um time travel science fiction movie that everyone can watch you can pretty much show terminator to anyone and they'll get it and it makes sense and then as they watch more of it they go but why (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. but But why it's nowhere near as much fun as back to the future true but i mean (laughs) it it tries to be Back to yeah, the future could almost be considered tiny. a comedy or an adventure, mm. but that's okay. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm actually going to give. I'm going to break okay. a rule here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm breaking a rule. I'm being being a bit out there. Uh, when you're talking about Terminator, I think one of my favourite versions of Terminator is Terminator Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles. Chronicles, the TV yeah. series. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! And mm. I'm so disappointed that they shit can that because it oh, was great with Summer Glau as the Terminator protecting John Connor, and yeah. then the the cliffhanger like it's been out for ages up there. But yeah. having John Connor getting thrown forward in time, yeah, to 
you know, f- start the rebellion. It was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then they just stopped yeah. that. Two like, seasons oh, and out. No, so no more money. I should never have started it. I watched it way after it was released, had no idea. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And then after that, we then got, like, the, the Christian Bale Terminator, which was awful. Then we got Genesis, which was a fucking mess. And then... We had Doctor Who in it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's why well, I got all wibbly wobbly timey wimey. I always and, forget about the yeah. um, Christian Bale one, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Salvation, <laughs> which wasn't salvating anything. Nah. Um, Terminator yeah. 3 was with the weird push-up bra Terminator. Oh, uh, remember yeah. that bit? Kristana Loken. Although <laughs> yeah. I do like the T-1000s. I think it's a really cool concept. But yeah. Mm. Sure. I know, look, I liked Terminator Dark Fate. It was good and... I enough. liked Dark Fate, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was awesome. kind of fun. If, if if it had come out without all of those other films in between, it yeah. would have kept that series going. But unfortunately, it came on the end of Salvation and Genesis, which had killed that franchise stone fucking dead. <sighs> and then, okay, so, all right, we all agree that Terminator is, is there and we're not going to talk about um, Back to the Future, are we? No. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the other great science fiction time-travelling stuff, which would be Star Trek. Yeah. And not the... Yeah, and not the TV series. It's specifically Star Trek for the Voyage Home, Voyage Home. Uh, because who doesn't want to watch all the people from Utopian Society Star Trek come back and engage with 80s Americana and then <laughs> talk to whales? Yeah, just Ooh. randomly at the San Fran Aquarium, whatever. Um, yeah, but it gave us great things that I'm still waiting to see, like transparent aluminium. <laughs> hey? No, it doesn't. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it'd be really cool. Yeah. But I mean, that was great. That, it was, I love that that movie, particularly only because when it's like uh, Scotty sits down at the computer in the 80s and says, oh, you have to use this, like, you know, the mouse. And he picks it up and goes, computer. <laughs> so I was talking into yeah. it. <laughs> like, no, no, you have to type it. Or it's like, oh, right, okay, I'll get back into that one. Um, but like, that's a, that was a great. Um, uh, movie like Star Trek movie, I like that. But there's, they also and of course it with... was one of the even numbered ones. Yes, true, which <laughs> is always good. And but then there was also other times that Star Trek does um, uh, time travel as well, which is in First Contact. Uh, that is also technically a time travel movie because yes. they go back in time in order to start the thing. So basically, they teach themselves time travel, which is uh, a, well, they they follow thing. the Borg. Yes, exactly. The yes. Borg do time travel and they follow with it. And then there's generations so that they could shoehorn in to oh, captain's fuck. meeting, <laughs> which is a terrible Star Trek film and you shouldn't really do that. <laughs> but I mean, I could go, like, there's so many science fiction films. Well, and also the, the, the beginning of the Kelvin timeline. Um, so yeah. that, that is actually Absolutely. a time travel thing as Spock goes yeah. back to the before that. Star Trek. And then yep. starts an entirely new timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's uh, th- those are good, like, interesting time travel science fiction movies uh, that I want. And my honourable mentions, like, uh, I will come out with Twelve Monkeys is again another Terry Gilliam film uh, that plays with time, and that one's weird and and shitty too. And I think it's a like just that weird, weird and that, shitty. Yeah, well, weird and shitty. Like, you know, there is someone jumping around through time in order to try to find the virus that kills man. And I'm like, it's sounding a little bit. Familiar, just just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the um, but I mean, Twelve Monkeys is amazing. Um, I still hold a a place in my heart for um, 
the time machine uh, with that great Australian actor who I've forgotten his name. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, Guy Pierce. Even though it's a pretty terrible film. Um, <laughs> the Wells original well. one, the old, the old one, is pretty black and white too. Way with the heroine called Weena. Absolutely. I, I also like to consider that another um, uh, time travel film is Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Because that's technically a time travel film. Yes. Sorry yeah. to spoil it for anyone. Not the new Planet of the Apes, but the old Planet of the Apes. Next face on that one is like... Yeah. Is it I'm not sure it is. I think it's another yes. one of those... They no, went, you've just... They aged. went from the past and then they went through a wormhole and ended up in the future Earth. Or if we're doing cryogenic ones like Idiocracy, those oh. Sleeping Beauty sort of too. Yeah, we're not doing cryogenic ones. We've decided that. That's part of the <laughs> Wait, is the Planet of the Apes yeah, the cryo rules. one? I don't think they went no, through no, a wormhole, they, did they? They, they do, went, yeah. They, uh, they depending on which version. Cryo one. Hey? Oh, wait, is it the Marky Mark one? No, yeah, no, because that's talk- the thing. There's two different versions. <laughs> <laughs> they still went through. They still went through. They still went through a wormholey problem thing when the space mission with the Charlton Heston one. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought that was just a cryo thing. No, astronaut launched into space, went to through yeah. a black hole, something uh, came oh. back, landed, was like, I'm on a different planet, and then at the end, they're like, I'm really on the same not. planet, and then there was a whole other like return to the planet of the apes and. The apes come back to Earth, and oh man, it's a fucking. And, and then there's the the Tim Burton Marky Mark one, which was very <laughs> definitely time travel, <laughs> oh, but I also that one. stupid fucking ending. Where yep. I ignored it. Yeah. yeah. So if we're oh. doing w- wormholes and stuff, that would bring in Interstellar and. Yeah. yeah. See, so Interstellar is also a time travel, technically a time travel one, but that one's just that. That's a weird. Oh, loop. I love that though. But there's so many. Easy. You can just you, you can't you can just fucking throw a dart at a bookcase and find a time travel science fiction a time traveling bookcase that you can talk to your child yeah, in the past through sure yeah and the only other one i mentioned is probably primer which is a pretty good fucked up time uh i love it i love the film because it's that one where it sets boundaries and then it goes to great lengths to explain itself out of a box and then doesn't <laughs> and breaks everyone's I- brain and I then desperately fuck. wanted to watch that as part of my time loop study and could not find it anywhere. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Well, we don't talk about that because fuck Shane Carruth for um, Upstream Colour. Dion's never forgiven film. Shane Carruth for two hours of his life at the Sydney two Film Festival, one opening just film festival night that Dion yes. couldn't get back. Just <laughs> terrible. It to be as good as Primer and it was nonsense. So it was Upstream nonsense. Colour, not his finest hour. Yeah. Maybe we weren't sophisticated enough. Definitely not. I didn't mm. have enough Chardonnay that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Primer is, is is a really, really interesting film that was very small budget and used yeah. all of its budget on, uh, from what I can gather, flowcharts because yeah. <laughs> it sure as shit did not use it on, on special effects at all. I saw Preda Kanga in the chat has just finished watching it half an hour and how's your brain? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? You're doing good? Because yeah. I'm not. Still, years the, later. <laughs> One of the lovely things about about this time travel genre is you don't need to spend a lot of money on it to mm. make it work because, mm. as you know, we can see from, from Fell's um, Safety Not Guaranteed or from The Infinite Man, um, you can run with this big sci-fi concept without doing any big sci-fi... Budgets. Budgets mm. uh, and still tell a pretty cool story. It's so hard to do, though, because you have to have a really complex, fully fleshed out, well thought out, intelligent story world. And um, as much as writers, you know, I wish more money could could buy you that. 
Um, <laughs> it's not how screenwriting works. And um, subsequently, I think people throw a lot of money at the special effects to try and make up for the lack of credibility of the premise. And when you get a really good, solid premise, it's very seductive and exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I could I could go on all day about um, you know science fiction ones, but I think. I mean, well, it is it is kind of the heart of the genre. Yeah. Like, for yeah. the most part, time travel is is a science fiction thing. And so by putting time travel into your film, you, in yeah. a lot of cases, almost make it a sci-fi. I think uh, I, like, I would say, though, if I was going to pick one out of it, I will go for Star Trek for uh, The Voyage Home to say that's a great time travel movie, mainly because it the, the making of it is just weird. Like, some of the trivia behind it is just great, which is Leonard Nimoy directed it. Um uh, one of his first films, he also wanted to have an environmental message and no villain. Um, so villain was man. And that ILM made full-size animatronic whales. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so there's no actual whales, but somewhere, you know, a lot somewhere, there is a full-size animatronic whale just sitting in the back of some shed. And as a quick aside, what film did Leonard Nimoy also direct that you wouldn't expect him to have directed? Uh, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Three Men and a Baby. All oh, right, that's it. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's your trivia fact of the week, brought to you by, and this is not SponCon, but brought to you by our friends at Jangling Jack's Bar in Kings Cross. <laughs> brought yeah. that one up this week. Yeah. Wow. wow. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. But now I think we can move on to the the most exciting uh, genre. <laughs> yes, da, 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 da. definitely. So superheroes are my favourite time travel genre, mainly because I already care about them. Um, and usually <laughs> when someone introduces time travel and it's not Doctor Who, I immediately tune out because <laughs> it is just the number of hoops that you have to jump through to make time travel work as a concept without bringing in all of these paradoxes and just making it an infinite number of bullshit things that you have to deal with is yep. ridiculous. I, I cannot stand time travel generally um, as a story element. Um, but with most superheroes, I am already invested. Um, and also they have this really um, convenient uh, set of, we've already got that suspension of disbelief. You know, yeah. why can they do this? Because they can. Like, because they're superheroes. And you get very tenuous explanations for why superheroes can do the things that they can do. Um, some of them are as simple as for Batman, he's rich. Like, and rich people can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so, as somebody in the chat's pointed out, Superman flying around the planet backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't always work. In fact, a lot of the time it doesn't work at all. Um, but because we're already on board with the characters, I think they get away with a lot more than you would if you were actually trying to explain in a sci-fi movie why this works. Um, so, yeah, it's actually quite difficult to narrow down um, a list, but I did f play by the rules and I have my two main picks. I don't know if they're necessarily top picks, um, but they're the two that I think most people will think of first when they think of the superhero time travel um, meeting of uh, genres. 
Um, mm -hmm. I also have to give special mentions, and I think I'll do that first. Um, so okay. special mentions for superheroes, because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are obviously superheroes, goes to mm -hmm. TMNT. Yes. Um, which is not called Turtles in Time. No, that's actually, no, well, technically, Turtles in Time is the arcade game. Yeah, so, but everyone seems to know the movie as Turtles in Time, even though that's not actually what it's called. Um, I don't know. But it also a special mention to Doctor Strange, um, where time travel is looping at the end. It's not a get the girl, it's a save the world, but also, yeah, it, it, there's time travel-y stuff happening at the end of Doctor I Strange. I love time travel as blackmail. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> time travel as blackmail, um, which is kind of a time travel get the girl trope as well. Do we know what sex draw mamu is? Sorry, sorry yeah. Peter, I spoke Does over the top matter? of you. Does it matter? Sorry, I didn't actually hear what you said, Peter. Oh, it could also be a stop being a dick, dick trope because, you know, when you yeah. stop being yeah. a dick, I'll stop the time loop. <laughs> exactly. Stop being a dick, Dormammu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Male or female, we don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but the two that I think first come to mind are Days of Future Past um, and from the Marvel, uh, the other side of the Marvel universe. <laughs> other mm -hmm. side of the Marvel universe, not Sony. Um, we have Fox. Who, who owns Fox. these characters? Oh, my God. We do. The fans. <laughs> we own these characters and we love them. Obviously, the one that everyone is thinking of at the top of their mind because it came out most recently is Endgame. Endgame. Um, Endgame. So I think that when we, uh, we got to Endgame, everyone went in thinking there is only one possible way that they're going to fix this situation and it was going to have to be time travel. So I don't think it came as a shock to anyone that um, this story arc of Avengers was going to involve some tra time travel in it. Um, but I know that when they introduced it in the movie, I immediately went, well, fuck. We may as well stop watching now because if you try and keep track of everything um, that their actions in the past will cause as knock-on effects um, in the future, then you are going to get the biggest headache. And yeah. so you just need people... a handy Tilda Swinton to explain everything to you. Exactly. But even then, <laughs> um, you know, we, we are kind of given an explanation for it in Tilda... Uh, Tilda... <laughs> <laughs> In that discussion that is had there with Bruce Banner, but um, even after that, they managed to screw it up by having Steve remain in the past. Um, they also never <sighs> actually explain how they returned the Soul Stone to... <laughs> We've lost Jill. Yeah. yeah. They also <laughs> never managed to... I have to... one of these and one of these for each Russo brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Um, they also never managed to explain... Um, how the soul stone is returned to its place. Um, there are a number of, uh, I'm not going to say paradoxes, but there are a number of issues that are brought up with uh, things like Loki taking 
the stone, um, which is apparently going going to create our Loki series, um, which is confirmed as having Tom Hiddleston in it. Um, So what's interesting there, though, is that it prevents Loki from having been in Thor Ragnarok. So the events of Ragnarok could never have happened. um, And therefore, we still have a home planet for those two, don't we? yeah, so there's, there's a lot of issues here. So you kind of have to, in these time travel movies, decide whether time is linear or whether you have a number of branches of time. Um, no, no, they explain that. It's fine. It's that are, bits where yeah, that are built off. But we have also, Tilda Swinton has kindly told us that we can't have these multiple realities because that's a massive problem. But we've created the massive problem, so now there's a fucking massive problem. Like, we all knew there was going to be a massive problem when they introduced time travel. Um, I actually do agree with you, Beck. As soon as you introduce time travel into a thing, you immediately break the reality. Like, you know, you you essentially say anything can be undone, so now nothing actually has much particular danger because, fuck it, like, like at the end of Bill and Ted, uh, Bogus Journey, oh, well, we'll just go back in time before you, and then we'll just go back in time before you. And we, and, you know. Think, remember a bucket. Remember a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does break any. Um, I mean, we kind of get that a little bit in a lot of superhero movies right. and, and the superhero idea where a superhero will die, but they'll don't worry, they'll be back. Like, mm. it's fine. Their um, vulnerability they, messes up a lot of narrative premises. I think that really the same does. criticism that you just made is totally applicable to the superhero genre. So when you combine them and make it work... Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that Endgame did really well. Um, we still felt like there were um, things at stake with the Endgame. We, we didn't feel like there was the chance to just keep going back and keep doing it over and over and yeah, over exactly. again. Um, which I think is one of the biggest issues that we tend to get with time travel and especially time travel with superheroes. Um, but it does uh, still include the biggest trope of the superhero time travel genre, which is something's wrong in this future. Um, we need to go back and fix it. Um, and that's something that happens in Endgame. Um, it's something that happens in Deadpool. Um, mm-hmm. The whole reason Cable's here is because he's coming back from the future, but not back, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it happens in Days of Future Past, and that is the whole reason behind Days of Future Past. They are in the future um, where a program called the Sentinel Program exists, uh, where robots are hunting down and killing mutants. And they're like, let's send some people back with Kitty Pride um, to, because apparently Ellen Page is really into time travel and superheroes. Um, so they send. Wolverine back in time to try and get our younger, the younger versions of these characters that we know and love um, together to stop the Sentinel program from happening. But in the movie, does we are talking he, movies only. Does he go back, or does his consciousness? His go consciousness back? goes back. His consciousness goes back into the body <laughs> of. So technically, he's exactly. not traveling in time. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest lesson to learn, though, from the superhero 
trope because they all seem to be going back in time to fix something is that as a person we just need to adapt and move on with our lives. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, unless it involves going back and fixing Peter Parker. I'm sorry that the future has become a totalitarian state and most people are being murdered, but you just need to get on board with the just regime change. I'm sorry that half of the population of the entire universe has disappeared and your whole infrastructure has collapsed, but you just need to move on. Yeah, yeah. pray love. On. Eat, pray um, love. Live, laugh, love. Ah, if you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah wow it's also interesting somebody in the chat brought up that uh like they already started doing this in the dc universe as well that we yes. had the flash appearing to batman in batman versus superman in that scene that most people forgot um, oh yeah yeah uh-huh. like the whole yeah. movie yeah, yeah. um in- it does happen a lot. It's something that happens a lot in superhero movies because they have characters like Kitty Pride and The Flash who can just time travel basically at will. Um, and they, it's a little bit more complicated than that because they have to make it a bit more complicated than that. Um, mm-hmm. But it is something that they have at their disposal at all times without having to give too much explanation into it to make the viewers or the readers um, jump on board. Um, which is one of the reasons that I dislike it so much because it just, it's an easy out. It's an easy out um, for so many things. But um, I think Endgame is a prime example of doing it, not necessarily right, but in a way that is still enjoyable um, where you can really analyze every little bit and piece and kind of try and work out what they're going to do to fix that in the future um or you can just sit there and enjoy the damn movie um no you must pick it apart and compare it to the source material and then be unhappy with the result no matter what happens i mean it's it's a similar story in deadpool where you just go sure he's here no worries like yeah fine um I think that when it comes to superhero movies, the time travel trope works the best when you look at it in a lighthearted way and don't try and delve too deeply into the ins and outs of it. Thank you, Basil Exposition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't think about and it too hard. That goes for you, you too. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, man, we never even mentioned the uh, the the wonders that are Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Too? No, that's in, it a kind of comedy. Austin yeah. Powers. But he doesn't yeah. travel in time. Does he yes, get back he does. to the past? Oh, yes, he, he does. does. He does. Yes, Sorry. Yes. Groovy baby. Yes. Yeah. And then progressively worse. Yes. All right. Well, okay. Oh, I feel like I've spent a lifetime. In this, uh, yeah. Speaking of two hours, you'll never get back. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> this is only an hour and a half. Um, yeah, well, th- well, this has been it's been very lovely and informative. There's a few things out there that I'm going to go and have to find. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, can I look at your spreadsheet later, please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's color coded and everything. <laughs> it's color coded. It's got tabs. So I would call it Peter Yeah. Um, is there anything that anyone's heard of that they want to see? And is I there any Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Yeah, I'm looking, yeah. looking forward to that. Um, Bill, do you want to admit that you've never seen some particular series live to everyone? Which, which I cannot believe. I've never watched Back to the Future. What? We'll fix that. What? Don't worry. We fixed, <laughs> we fixed that she'd never seen The Mummy uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I fixed that yesterday. So... What about The Mummy well, Returns and then The Mummy 3? 
Yes, well, you got well, to just start. <laughs> and Jill and then... you just saw Idiocracy for the first time and immediately decided oh, that it should be look. mandatory viewing in schools. So she's yeah. going after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> can't watch every single movie in the world. That's yes, we can. we can. We can try and watch them between. We're us. well on our way. Yeah, I mean, we we're giving we're it trying. a red go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything in the chat? Has anyone got a mummy? As a mummy? Well, a movie? While you're asking that, Peter, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I, I came across one um, uh, in the time loop genre that um, premiered at TIFF last year and that I can't find anywhere we can watch it yet. Uh, but it does look like it will be an interesting take on the time loop. And it's called The Obituary of Tunde Johnson. Uh, mm. And it's about a gay African-American teenager who repeatedly relives the day of his fatal shooting uh, in an unprovoked police brutality incident. Um, so I, I, I can't see anywhere we can watch that yet because it only just had its film festival premiere last year, but maybe uh, look out for it because it sounds like it could be an interesting one to watch. Um, and then hug a puppy. Yeah. Uh, Predicanger in the chat has mentioned Demolition Man, though it's oh, true, cryogenic. True. So. Yeah, cryogenic. So, so, well, with our rules. What about Idiocracy? We don't have... We just, the rules are on Sleeping the screen. Beauty. Doesn't yeah. fit the rules. Doesn't fit the rules. I did watch Predestination, guys. That's yeah. come up in the chat a few times. Predestination's um, great. Yes, I, I decided it didn't, it didn't quite fit the tiny circle that I had drawn for myself for the time <laughs> loop genre, um, but it was an interesting film that Very you can't really talk film. about without ruining it for everyone. There is a review <laughs> of it as a podcast. You can go and seek it out. We have looked at it. And also a, mm. a shout out to the Spearing Brothers who are uh, old friends of, of, of the podcast and mm. of some of our crew. Um, they appeared uh, in the, well, one of the brothers appeared in the our episode about the Winchester film oh, as yes. well in a previous yes, yes. podcast episode. You can find all those on our website. Hmm. Yes. Um, I would also say keep an eye out because in some cinemas around the country and around the world, there is the new film by Christopher Nolan coming out, which is Tenet. Tenet. Um, and now, whether or not that is a time travel movie or whether it's about time manipulation, Who it knows? is not entirely sure because that <laughs> shit has been locked down tighter than a very tight thing. Um, <laughs> tighter than, than the Stanford Hotel. Yeah. Tighter than an Italian waiter's catch. Um, <laughs> Look. Yeah. But, yeah, the marketing strategy for that film is to be, it has been don't let anyone know what the plot is. Uh, although the early <laughs> Make reviews, the reviews <laughs> such as they are, say that it's the best action movie of the last 10 years. Yeah, uh, right. In Australia, oh, they least. say that about every Nolan film when it comes out, and then it's the fat critic payroll that they're apparently all, oh, yeah. apparently all on. I can't um, wait to, to watch it in the, the way Nolan intended. Exhibitors in Australia. <laughs> This is Dion doing a sight gag, waving his phone for those listening at yeah. home. Exhibitors <laughs> in Australia are really hoping that Tenet is going to get people into cinemas at the moment, which is very difficult given the pandemic. People don't want to gather in theatres. So anyone anyone keen to go into a cinema? We'll see whether yeah. people come out to theatres yep. for that. If I fumigate it before I go in, maybe. Alone, yeah. I will go by myself. Yes, I'll go in by myself to a fumigated cinema, but I don't think that's what they're intending. No. <laughs> yes, watching it like Nolan intended. The <laughs> gas mask on, like you're in 1917. <laughs> but until then, when we do all get back into cinemas and start seeing um, the media previews that we usually watch and bring to you as quickly as possible um, after we've seen them, we try and get those podcasts out the next day, which is um, a big effort from our team. Thank you, team, historically, for doing yeah. that. But until then, we'll be reviewing content that everybody can watch 
either via streaming or their services at home. So we'll continue to ask you, the friends and fans uh, of the show and of the genres, what we should cover. So if you have anything in particular you'd like us to talk about, please find us on Facebook or jump on the website. And um, also don't forget you can rate the films yourselves. So if you listen to this podcast episode... Uh, yeah. on using our mm. like through your browser off our website you can um allocate your own percentage of awesome because we would actually I, I do love to know i know i want to know whether people really love the reviews and and the films are we completely off like there are times where you know <laughs> we'll, we'll review something and go it's fucking terrible and then suddenly you'll be like no actually it was really good like i mean in terms of see you yesterday i i mean that's a film that i couldn't finish but at the same time you know, there is value to it. So different opinions. We love a good different opinion. Um, and yes, your votes from last week can carry over, Missy. That's, that's a, that is just a lot of time travel movies. Now, if you like want I've more of them. A lot of time. Peter has a special. No, I'm not doing this again. I actually don't like time travel movies. I love them. I hate time yeah, travel. Yeah, next, next week is time travel television series. Oh, Yay! No! No. No. I'm doing Doctor Who. It's the only one I care about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just only 56 years worth of Doctor Who, whatever it is. I don't it's know. fine. Well, what are we doing? Did we even discuss what are we doing next week? No, we didn't discuss that. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. Stay tuned. So, yeah, keep an eye out on the socials. Uh, and if you have an idea for us, let us know. Go onto the Facebook, go onto the Instagram. Please, feedback. Tell us what you'd like us to be talking about. Um, there is a whole bunch of great stuff that is coming out uh, sometime very, very soon um, with the new series of The Boys coming out. Um, there's... Uh, a bunch of very, very cool things coming out very, very soon, including the new Star Trek series, the animated series. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone just shouted out Avatar. It was a close battle uh, yes, in, in, the, so close. in the votes that we did because polls on Facebook suck, so we had to go to the Google form. But, yeah, it was very close to Avatar The Last Airbender, not Avatar the James Cameron movie. But if you really want us to do Avatar the James Cameron movie, I guess I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? They've and not the Shyamalan one let's, let's do that one when the sequel comes out. The, three sequels, when the next three Avatar films oh, come no. out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although then, I will say say the avatar ride at disney is one of the best rides that you will ever go on so highly recommend whether you like the avatar movie or not one day when we're allowed to go places again yes don't go to disney now i don't care yeah. if they're open don't go now don't do it and i love that people are also saying can you watch uh, agents of shield is like i really don't know man I'm, uh I'm... look it's on the channel 7 app but the they only have current episodes up there for a couple of weeks so yeah. they have like maybe five weeks worth up there and it's yeah. just ended. So you're not I, likely to find it anywhere. Stop watching in season two. So yeah. now if we're going to be able to get back to it. It's not on Disney except for season one. So I'm really sorry, Rob, but I want to keep watching it as well. And I'm like three yeah. seasons behind. So right. yeah. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I am pretty much up to speed with it and I would happily talk to you, but you'd, uh, it'd be a very lonely podcast. Yeah, unless uh, you've got a VPN, which I will get and watch it <laughs> eventually. Yeah, so you can watch it on US Netflix. Yeah. Um, also, if you feel so inclined, we do have a link for our Kofi. Um, so if you are enjoying what we do, feel free to click that little link and tell us that you love us by Beck, giving us your filthy point, point your left hand, Beck. Yeah. Beck, Beck point your left hand. What? No. Kofi. Yeah, there that go. way. There that you way. go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's up there. Good. Lovely. Thank you. You're a little teapot. <laughs> Until next time, I have been Belle 
with Beck, Peter, Jill, Dion and Quinny and together we are the Periodic Table of Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.